When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two tabs on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Nightfalls. Come, settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come, warm your hands beside the campfire with me and get cosy as we hear the wonderful tale Grandpa George tells his grandchildren before bed. For me, there's nothing more comforting than the bedtime stories told to us as children. My dad used to make up magical stories about his adventures with a polar bear. They were so exciting. Perhaps tonight, even in adulthood, you might find this tale just as comforting as the ones you were told all those years ago. 
before we hear this evening's story, let's take a moment to cozy up and relax. Come to a comfortable position and allow your eyes to gently drift closed. Drawing a deep breath in through your nose. Hold it for a moment and release. Sighing out through your mouth. Breathing in once more. Allow that breath to filter even deeper into your body. And exhale. Inhaling once more. Draw that fresh air into your very core. Allowing it to sink into your abdomen. As you exhale, release that breath out through your mouth. Lying there relaxing, allow your breath to fall back into its natural nighttime rhythm, knowing that another long day is done. With each long and lazy cycle of your breath, you're drifting closer and closer to the rest and relaxation you deserve. Now, if you're feeling ready, center your attention on the sound of my voice and this evening's story can begin. Tell us a story, Grandpa, little Jimmy exclaimed with glee as he climbed up onto his grandfather's lap. His brothers and sister quickly popped up out of nowhere, dashing over to join him by the fire. Old Dylan, the dog, laughed a deep sigh as he curled himself up by his master's chair and nestled himself into his favourite blanket. This was a routine he knew all too well. Looking at the scene of love in front of him warmed Grandpa's heart more than the roaring fire ever could. Story time had been a tradition in their family since the children were all tiny and it was a tradition that never grew old. Almost every time the children came round to Grandpa's house they would beg him to tell them a story. They would all head over to the armchair by the fireplace and settle in for story time. Their mother and father were never a part of it. This was sacred bonding time with Grandpa. On a normal day, Grandpa George's cottage was quiet. His solitary footsteps echoed off the dark wooden floors 
and low ceilings. As he pottered around his home, the only sounds to be heard were the boiling kettle in the kitchen and the wind chimes from the garden. Sometimes he could hear the distant hum of voices on the radio or the buzzing of the television set in the living room. But other than these fleeting sounds, the day at his cottage was a muted affair. To some, this may sound idyllic. It was totally peaceful. Every day was slow, and George moved around his home with nowhere to be and nothing of intense need to do. He would wake every morning and collect the newspaper left on his doorstep before feeding his beloved ageing Yorkie Poo, Dylan. He would skim read the paper while enjoying a hot cup of tea and a slice of toast with marmalade slathered on top. Then, he and Dylan would take a walk up the road and into the village centre before returning home to spend the afternoon reading, relaxing, and sometimes doing a spot of gardening. His evenings were spent by the crackling fire with Dylan at his feet and the television set on. It was a relaxing way of life, and George had long looked forward to retirement in his little cottage in the country. But the days that brought him the most joy and contentment were the days where his home was filled with life and laughter. Whenever his grandchildren descended on his little cottage, the place was quite different to the usual tranquil scene. With four grandchildren, all below the age of eight, George had his work cut out. Whenever they arrived at the cottage, they would spread out around all the rooms, finding their own hidden treasures, playing games, and eating all of his food. It was a whirlwind, but he loved every second of it. Their tender, youthful voices reverberated around the house, and the sound of cupboard doors opening and shutting, bed springs creaking as they jumped across them, and heartwarming laughter rang out into the hallways. They were the sounds of childish curiosity and little happy hearts. Grandpa George adored them all and always looked forward to seeing them. There had been many years where he thought that he would never hear the pitter-patter of tiny feet on the floors of his cottage. His son, Ralph, 
had taken his time finding someone to settle down with and build a family. He was 42 years old when he finally met his wife, Elizabeth, and they welcomed their first child into the world, a son called Bo. George could remember the day he met Bo for the first time, as if it was only yesterday. He could recall the way his tiny body felt in his arms as he rocked him and held him against his chest. The way his little body rose and fell with each breath and the way his button nose twitched as he dreamt. When Bo's tiny hand wrapped around his grandpa's finger Grandpa George's heart was lost. Lost to the little life that laid before him. He knew there and then what true love felt like. Bo was quickly followed by another three babies to add to the family. Soon, Grandpa George's floorboards weren't just pitter-pattering with the sounds of little feet but they were creaking under the pressure of so many. There was Bo, Winnie, Lyle, and Jimmy. After many years of silence, George's house was full of life and laughter again. It was on these floorboards that Bo and Winnie took their first steps. At his kitchen table, Little Jimmy said, Mama, for the first time. And whenever they couldn't find Lyle, they would find him napping in poor old Dylan's dog bed. His cottage was full of so many memories created by these four little faces. And the four of them certainly kept him on his toes. Bo was a sensitive soul and a nurturing older brother to his three younger siblings. He'd been a hands-on older brother, helping his mother out even from a tender age of just two years old. He loved his siblings and watched over them to make sure they never came to any harm. Babysitting was easy with Bo around. Grandpa George barely had to lift a finger. Bo had a keen fascination with wildlife, and he would regularly point out birds and woodland animals on their walks, naming every creature and stating facts he had learned from his books. George felt like he learnt something new every day with Bo. He was a little teacher in the making, or perhaps a scientist. George wasn't quite sure yet. Dylan the dog had become Bo's sidekick from the moment he could crawl. Bo adored Dylan 
and followed him around everywhere. He would crawl around chasing Dylan until one day he could walk on two legs and run around after him instead. Not that Dylan seemed to mind. He adored Bo as much as Bo loved him. Bo always wanted to take Dylan on walks and rushed to feed him every time he was at Grandpa's. He was always slipping Dylan extra treats. Even now that he was eight years old, Bo still loved old Dylan and could often be found sitting by the fire, stroking his back and rubbing his tummy. After Bo, along came delightful Winnie. She was the only girl amongst a sea of brothers, but she held her own magnificently. She was a bright, witty little girl, and she often had Grandpa George clutching his stomach with laughter. She danced and sung her way around the cottage, bringing joy and song to every room. She would often come up to Grandpa George and ask if she could sing him a song, and he would happily say yes. She sang with a soft, sweet timbre and was always perfectly in tune. When she would finish her song, Grandpa would cheer and applaud her, and she would give a proud bow. George had no doubt that this little angel would grace the stage one day. Lyle was the second youngest of the four, and he was a cheeky little chap. George saw a lot of himself in Lyle. They were like two peas in a pod, and George let him get away with far more than he probably should. One time, Grandpa George heard an unusual rustling coming from the garage. He opened the door to find mischievous Lyle completely covered in paint from head to toe. It seemed that young Lyle had come across Grandpa's painting pots in the garage and had decided that he wanted to paint a masterpiece of his own. Unfortunately for him, he had ended up with more paint on his little body than he had on the blank canvas he had pulled off one of the shelves. George could barely stifle his laughter as he looked down upon multicoloured Lyle and his big, brown, apologetic eyes. George had helped Lyle hide all the evidence from his mother before she came to collect him and let him take the half-painted canvas home. Now, whenever Lyle came round to Grandpa George's cottage, he always made sure there was some paint and a blank canvas at Lyle's height ready for him to enjoy. 
the youngest, little Jimmy, was best described as a tiny tornado. He hurtled around everywhere, leaving a mess in his wake. Almost as soon as he had started playing with one toy, he had moved on to the next. He had so much energy that Grandpa George could barely keep track of him. So he would let him run riot around the cottage until he inevitably tired himself out. George would then tuck little Jimmy in under a blanket and leave him to recover on the sofa. It was like the peaceful calm after a storm when little Jimmy was sleeping. All four of his grandchildren were very different, which made them all the more wonderful. George had never known love like he had for his four grandchildren. Nothing beat hearing his favourite little people call him Grandpa. When they asked for story time, he could never say no. All five of them, Grandpa George, Bo, Winnie, Lyle and little Jimmy would regularly congregate around Grandpa's armchair by the fire, with Dylan by their feet. Winnie would perch on the right arm of the chair and lean across the top of the cushion whilst Bo sat at Grandpa's feet, with Dylan at his side. Meanwhile, Lyle would tuck into the left-hand side of the armchair, sharing the cushion with Grandpa, and little Jimmy would curl up on his lap. All four children would gaze up at their grandfather expectantly, and wait for his imaginative stories. He never read from a book. Instead, he had a little fun. He would often make up his own tales, creating fantasy worlds, inventing adventures and magical creatures. Sometimes, He would tell them about real events that had happened. Moments in history or interesting things that were happening today in the real world. Every now and then, he would slip in a story about his youth or their father's upbringing and tell them about past family members and the things that made them special. The four grandchildren would listen eagerly to all his stories and absorb every word. He loved when they would cut in and ask questions, and they always smiled when he heard them retelling the stories to their mother and father. 
What sort of story would you like to hear today? He asked his grandchildren as their big, beady eyes all stared at him expectantly. He watched as the cogs started turning in their brains. Winnie chewed her lip as she thought, and Jimmy clapped his hands softly as he declared that he wanted a story all about choo-choo trains. How about the adventures of Dylan? Bo suggested, scratching the fluffy old Yorkie-poo behind his ears. Lyle recommended a fairy tale. Whilst Winnie asked for a true story, They were all very different demands, and Grandpa George thought hard about how he could cater to all of their requests. He liked the idea of a story about his beloved sidekick, Dylan. The rugged old lad was ten years old now, and was just as slow and weary as he was most days. Their daily walk into the village tired them both out, and they would always take a nap together as soon as they got home. The reliable old boy certainly couldn't go on any adventures now, but when he was a young pup, he was quite the adventure seeker. George had never had a dog before, His parents had never got him one growing up, and so he had never felt the need for a canine companion as he raised Ralph. But once retirement arrived, George found himself feeling the need for companionship. He enjoyed living in his little village. It was a small community and everyone was friendly and looked out for one another. On George's daily walks into the village centre, he was guaranteed to bump into at least one person he knew. So he was never lonely. But he did miss having someone else around the house to talk to and spend time with. At this time in his life, there were no grandchildren, and his son, Ralph, lived in the city, so he only came to visit at the weekends. Every day, George would gaze out of the window that looked over his garden, and admire the rolling hills of the countryside in the distance. A farm lay in the middle of the hills that he could see. And daily, he would watch the tractor parade up and down, ploughing and harvesting the crops. One sunny day in May, he caught the eye of the farmer riding the tractor as he patrolled close by to the wall to George's garden. The farmer came over, and he and George enjoyed a cup of tea over the wall, getting to know each other. 
George loved how friendly everyone was around here. As they were talking, the farmer mentioned that his Yorkshire Terrier had just given birth to a litter of Yorkie-poo puppies. They'd been crossed with a poodle, giving them the softest, curliest hair, he claimed. George's interest was instantly piqued, and he arranged to come round to the farm at the weekend when his son could drive him there. It was just an idea, but perhaps having a dog at home would be companionship enough for him. So, as promised, at the weekend, Ralph drove George over to the farm. They were greeted by the friendly farmer on arrival and led straight into the utility of his house where a litter of eight fluffy puppies awaited them. As soon as he saw them, George knew that he couldn't walk away without one. The puppies flailed about in excitement, unable to properly control their floppy limbs just yet. They yipped and yapped in squeaky voices and tumbled over one another as they scrambled for attention from Ralph and George. Their proud mother lingered nearby, watching over them all. There were five girls and three boys, but five of them had already been reserved. All that remained available were two of the females and one of the males. George and Ralph laughed with delight as they played with the young pups and received kisses and affection from the adorable furry creatures. It was like they were both young again. George watched his son play and fuss over the cute puppies fondly. He knew he would make a great father one day. Little did he know at the time that it wouldn't be too long before he would become one. The two female dogs that were still available had mainly white curly coats with splodges of black fur across their bodies. One had two black ears, while the other had a purely white head. Then there was the last male dog. He was a light tan colour all over, aside from a long streak of curly black fur that ran down his back. He had big brown eyes that gazed at George with pure adoration. He seemed mellower than the other puppies, and instead of climbing all over George as the others did, he simply walked over, sat himself in George's lap, and curled up for a snooze. George always believed that Dylan had chosen him as his companion, not the other way around. The day he brought Dylan home, George had felt at a bit of a loss. He'd never had a dog before and didn't really know what to do with him. Toilet training him was like having a toddler all over again. 
and it felt like it was his full-time job for a while. But after just a few months, things became easy. Dylan was self-sufficient, and contrary to his initial introduction, he had bundles of energy. In fact, George could barely keep track of him. Dylan walked on the lead well, but he delighted in being let loose. He loved to run the forest tracks nearby to their house and would race around tirelessly, sniffing everything in his wake. He was quite the character. Dylan was also easily entertained. He could be entertained for hours just with the simple throwing and catching of a ball. George would sit on the garden bench, hurling a tennis ball to and fro, to and fro, to and fro, over and over. And every time he threw it, Dylan would race off to catch the ball and bring it back to do it all over again. He would drop the ball at his master's feet with expectation and then fly after the ball, catching it in his mouth, never allowing it to bounce more than twice. He had so much energy that sometimes George could hardly keep up with him. Whilst he would do his gardening, he would let Dylan have free reign of the garden and he would happily run around entertaining himself. George would often find Dylan stuck in bushes or rolling around in soil he had freshly laid. One time, George had left Dylan outside while he went indoors for something, and when he returned outside, Dylan had gone. He eventually found the wild dog racing around one of the nearby fields, trying to round up the sheep. He was definitely a farm dog at heart. While he was small, he would doze on George's lap every evening. They would sit together by the fire, with Dylan on his lap all curled up tight in a ball. Dylan was like a comfort blanket, making George feel safe and wanted as he gently slept on his lap. George would sit there in his armchair, close his eyes, and relish the reassuring comfort of the rise and fall of Dylan's little belly as he drifted into a sweet slumber. George would often find himself slipping away to sleep, along with his furry companion. However, it wasn't long before Dylan grew too big to continue lying on George, and so he resorted to cozying up close to him at his feet by the side of the armchair instead. 
as Dylan had grown older. He had watched as grandchild after grandchild took his place on George's knee, until they too were too big to fit any longer. Yet, even as they all grew up, they all still kept one thing in common. They all still enjoyed cozying up around Grandpa's chair together for story time. Grandpa George glanced at all of the eager little faces looking up at him. They each wanted a different tale, but they all wanted it to come from him, their beloved grandfather, the storyteller. What's going on here? A soft male voice sounded from the direction of the doorway. George looked up to see his son Ralph, leaning against the wall with his arms folded across his chest, and a warm smile spread across his face. His wife, Elizabeth, was by his side, grinning and gazing at the children. It's story time, Lyle declared excitedly, beaming up at his parent from the side of the armchair. Oh, is it now? Elizabeth gasped with her eyes exaggeratedly wide. We made it just in time for one of Grandpa's famous story times. Do you want to join us? Winnie asked, waving them over to join them all. Ralph and Elizabeth looked at each other and shrugged their shoulders. So long as we're not intruding, they said. Grandpa's story time is for everyone, Bo announced cheerfully, patting old Dylan on the head. Ralph and Elizabeth moved over to sit at the foot of George's chair, and Jimmy climbed down from his grandpa's lap to curl up with his mother. Lyle and Willie remained in their usual cosy spots in the armchair and turned to their grandfather proudly. Grandpa George looked around at all the faces of the people he loved dearest sat before him. They all waited patiently and expectantly for him to begin his tale. And George beamed with pride. He took a deep, content breath, began to tell his story.